We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra. Your Green Bay Packers, your playoff-bound Packers podcast, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. Exuberantly, I am your host, Numak, and joining me to celebrate the Packers returning to the playoffs by beating the Chicago Bears, just like we knew they were going to do all along, is my trusty co-host, Jordan Trusky. Jordan, how the hell are you doing, buddy? Oh, you are muted. I am muted, that's why. I am <laughs> muted. You can't take me down. The FCC can't take me down right now. Oh, it's so good. I oh, I'm yelling. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm so happy. I don't know. I don't know if everybody knows right now, but uh, the Green Bay Packers made the NFL playoffs um, by beating the Chicago Bears. Does anybody know that? Does, does anybody, anybody know that? Does anybody know that? Anybody? Does anybody care? Anybody care? Possibly. Any cares in the chat that the uh, the Green Bay Packers are? I think they won their last ten or twelve at least against the Chicago Bears and made the playoffs again. Made the playoffs yep. again. A uh, a lovely, absolutely lovely, albeit albeit stressful at times, albeit stressful at times, but a seventeen to nine victory over the Chicago Bears, in which the Packers defense played well for the most part. But I think the story, without a doubt, is Jordan Love, with no, without a doubt, Jordan Love 
27 to 32, five incompletions is bonkers, Jordan. Bonkers. Uh, second highest, I believe the the broadcast has second highest completion percentage uh, by a Packer quarterback since 1984. Can only imagine if that was either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. You know, these great quarterbacks that the Packers has produced like cows in Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. 27 to 32, 316 yards, two touchdowns, an average of 10 yards a throw is actually kind of crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It is crazy. And so, okay, let's let's be honest. You're you're correct. This is a stressful game. A very entertaining and high producing like there was a lot of action here even if it didn't translate into scores. Mm-hmm. Like this did not reflect in a 17 to 9 <laughs> victory. No. That more so was a reflection on the Packers doing a couple things to kind of um make things tighter than they had to be. But this was, I would say, a more uh, if if they had executed better, this would have been a convincing way to go into the playoffs. It was still convincing enough, judging by Jordan Love just getting everything he wants. And honestly, like you look at the stat line, the two things I would say just um, on the surface level, just watching it and not having any like replay, there was obviously the fumble off the sneak, even though he already had the first down. Yep. So you're just like, yes! And there's like, no, no, it's like, just going crazy. The other one was the tu- like the touchdown pass attempt to Malik Heath, who made a great heads-up play to bat the ball into the defender, <laughs> and he had no chance of getting that into an interception at the end of the first half. Yeah. But outside of those two miscues, this is the kind of game that like we have seen from him the last half of the, the season. I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but that it, it was putting everything together. My biggest worry for him is that this is his biggest performance to date. Everybody's watching you. All you have to do is win this game. You have to lead the Green Bay Packers to win this game. You could play like crap, yep. but if you win the game, everyone's like, you just got the Packers to the playoffs where no one thought that that was possible. Now, he did it through in flying colors. Like, it's insane to me just how great he was and credit to the playmakers that he was hitting down the stretch. But a lot of the things that we have knocked Jordan love for throughout the year, even as he has progressed and gotten better, Mm -hmm. he was making throws in tight windows. That was like, it was like a knife going through butter. It's insane. The amount of plays that like you just jump up and be like, yes, we got it. Like, I'll keep going and going, but you, you, you take the reins here. I mean, you're not wrong. That Bull Melton throw to the end zone was absolutely crazy. Like, Bull Melton doesn't come down with it, but that's an insane throw. And I think, like like you said, just amazing decision-making all around today besides those two little miscues that ended up not being as bad as it could have been. But for 31 passes and for uh, two rushes, he was immaculate today. Like, oh, it's... The Packers, I think, for certainty, have found their next franchise quarterback. At least that's the vibes going in after this after this win and now going to the playoffs to face the Dallas Cowboys. But that's for later in the pod. But, oh, man, I guess who, who else do you want to talk about first? Because I think we could talk about Jordan Love for a while. He made so many great throws. Like, he looked so poised, making throws off his back foot. And just every time they got to third down, he seemed like he was making plays. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of three and out this game. I don't think they had one even. And it was just all offense, all game long. It was fantastic to watch. Uh, I'm looking at this right now, too. 9.9 yards per throw. 
He's throwing first downs every freaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's insane. That's insane to me. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. We, we'll probably, Jordan Love will probably be in and out of this conversation all throughout the pod. Uh, Aaron Jones, three straight 100 yard rushing games. I have tried to look, I don't subscribe to Stathead, Stat Muse, Stat uh, Man, <laughs> Scat Man. Um, but, uh, for me to see Aaron Jones make an impact late down the stretch, he was a huge reason why we won the last week. Good Lord. Why the Packers won the last three games of the season, kept their playoff hopes alive. I was there at the Tampa game where they just got demolished by Baker Mayfield, who backed their way in with a nine, nothing uh, weight over the Panthers to win the NFC South, the America's worst product since, I don't know, sliced bread. Um, <laughs> But Aaron Jones was really, like, as much as Jordan Love made the wow plays and and everything about that, Aaron Jones is, like, the metronome. Everything kept on schedule, Mm -hmm. giving him the ball. He was making great plays. It wasn't until, like, maybe that one – they were way backed up on, like, the four, and he had, like, a negative yardage run play. Like, that was the only time I could That was the only one. And – this is against a Bears defense, really good against run. Like they, I believe they were the the best uh, def- run defense in the league. Shockingly, because they have not been, you know, it's been a tale of two defenses th- for them this year. But yeah, he just kept everything on track. He was making plays again. He doesn't see the end zone. I don't really care. Like, I don't care at this kind point. Kind of, he, he made having Aaron Jones like. We will get into the playoff possibilities as the week goes on and everything like that. But just having him gives them another dimension. And as I predicted, not to toot my own horn here, but they are very quick to kind of, hey, let's involve him in the passing game and just kind of keep their linebackers on their toes. That, yeah, everything that he did pretty much turned to gold. Green and gold. Yeah. If you it, might heard. It was it was so good. It, we're going to be looping in tweets uh, here uh, throughout. So here's one from Andy Herman. Uh, DJ Moore, December 15th, 2023. Quote, DJ Moore insists the Bears are ready for their match against the Packers. Sorry, no, this is the quote. We're going to have something special for him. Less than 200 yards of offense. Was that something special? That's just... Have great. fun drafting a new quarterback! <laughs> have fun! That is right. DJ Moore, play it again. Play the hits. Play the hits. Sorry. If I had music hooked up, I wouldn't get demonetized. I'd, I'd put the, the banging on the drum stuff right there. Because <laughs> that's going to be on repeat all night long. But, oh, God, like, just, you're so right about Aaron Jones that it was so certain the entire time. Like, he had just what seemed like an effortless time getting five, six, seven yards today and ends up with 20 carries, I believe 111 yards. Like, he just had really an all-around day. Like, really, really just good stuff for him. And like you had said, first time the Packers have went three uh, back-to-back-to-back 100-yard rushers. I said in my tweet, since possibly the dinosaurs walked the earth. Like, that's just probably the last time it happened i i was requesting espn sets and if it'll get back to me but i got a dial tone so we'll see <laughs> it's but i mean truly like we can't even think of when that last time that was happening and part of that comes from having such a dynamic quarterback for 30 years but i think this is what this is a, a balanced offense and what we sort of really were yearning for at the end of last year and throughout the entirety of uh the entirety of the latter parts of the rogers era take some some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and get a run game going. Well, 
now that they are really coming to it and have a chance to run a good offense, they're really getting into it. Like, this team is clicking on all cylinders. Well, I don't think they had a single penalty today, Jordan. Not a single one. And that was like they the, had the one. The one penalty that they had was the Rashawn Gary offsides. Yes, my apologies. That was what yes. halfway through the fourth quarter. Ha- halfway through the yes. fourth quarter on a fourth down. A, criti- a critical great. one, but one. And even then, they missed the false start on the left tackle on that one too. So we'll we'll just call it a half penalty. But remember, yeah. like week three when this was the the bugaboo for the Packers, they just had so many penalties. They're shooting themselves in the foot for so long, and now you, they go through almost an entire game without a, a meaningful or without a penalty and just played well in general. Like they just played so well, and the kids are playing. Jordan, the kids are playing. They are. Um, I know that they were talking plenty about the on the broadcast about you know all the first year, second year guys that are producing. Um, really, let's be honest here. Tonight, kind of really put home the fact that Romeo Dobbs got left early. Uh, hopefully, he's all right. Chest injury um, after he had the the drop in the end zone. Yes, a, a tough break and not a, the way that you want to see his season possibly end if he's not available next week. Right. Uh, Christian Watson, obviously inactive too. This came down to Jada Reed, a second round pick. Dontavian Wicks, a fifth round pick this year, both from this year. Bo Melton, an undrafted practice squad that they practice squad guy that they just signed to the fifty three man roster this week. Tucker Craft, um, kind of you know I wouldn't say it was all on it, but he he made the dagger play to kind of clinch everything. Aaron Jones was again developed in the passing game. To have your top three wide receivers be all, or two of them being uh, rookies, and one being an undrafted guy that re- didn't see the field until week, what, maybe the Buccaneers game that he was active for? I think so, yeah. Like, that is, that's not normal. No. That is how, that is how, like, how we talked about, you know, these great quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, to an extent. Like, They'll make wide receivers out of anybody. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if it's a first-round guy or if it's a guy who's on a practice squad bouncing around, doesn't really have a home yet. Jordan Love is doing that. Jordan Love is doing that. Everybody And we had plenty of doubts throughout the year. We knew exactly what we were getting into, and you get into the rhythm of, oh, we have a first couple you know, emotional wins. Then you see the slide. You know what I mean? Google Dolls slide a little bit. And then... Um, <laughs> And then uh, to see him struggle, and he wasn't the only reason why they were struggling. Right. But to see them, to see him put everything together, and then to have your season come down the line where everything went against you. You had you were in pole position to easily get into the playoffs if you wanted to. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent sure. After being the Chiefs. Out. Yep. That was a month ago. Yep. And they. <laughs> They win three straight games, and their best wide receivers are two rookies and an undrafted guy that was on a practice squad until you know this week. That's not normal. Why? It's Let's, great though. You know, it's great it's though. Great. Like, it's great. Oh, I'm exactly. so punchy. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm so, literally punchy. You're literally, literally punchy. punchy. Right um, another important uh, bit of information we have to we have to check out is uh, Keisha Nixon just in the locker room. <laughs> That's a vibe right now. I tell you what. There's a vibe. Uh, Matt Lafleur uh, opening up his remarks. That was fun. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And then, uh, sorry, Ty. 
Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love. He's about the right shit. Yeah, I would I would strongly agree. Strongly agree. I'm I'm just so happy. Like to come from where we ended last year and how tumultuous last year was with the same slide that happened, the same exact end of season scenario having to win and get into the playoffs and then losing and then all of the drama that happened in the offseason. We won't litigate we won't litigate it again. But to now come into this season with expectations sort of at an all-time low of, hey, we'll just kind of see how it goes. We'll see how this this season ends up. We'll see how Jordan Love plays out, see how the rookies play, and we'll just kind of take it for what it is, develop and reassess in the offseason. To then having expectations get sort of really undercut during the slide, as you mentioned, to then r- rising up the mountain again during the winning streak and having a 99% chance to get in the playoffs should they went out against teams they absolutely should have beaten. Ride that roller coaster, lose to the Giants, lose to the Bucks, and then you lose your win you win your last two against your division rivals, one on the on the road in a place where you historically have not been good. Yes. Don't don't talk about the quarterback part of it. And then at home against the biggest rival you have, the big NFL's biggest rivalry in the Bears. And it's just it was almost storybook, you want to put it that way. But like I saw something on like on the broadcast where the similarities between this season and last season were like literally mirrored. They were scoring the same amount of points as last season. They allowed the same amount of points, um, same record, like all the stuff. Except they just flipped the script on how the game or how the season ended. Instead of losing yep. and being heartbroken, they made the playoffs, and it's ah, oh, it's feels so good. It feels so good. And honestly, too, like. I again, I don't want to be this guy, but I will. Okay. Um, but the when we were talking about this team going into the year, we probably admitted now, but we had the the glass not half full, but it was like almost full. Like if if everything breaks right, we thought this could be a playoff team. We looked at the NFC. We yep. looked at all the teams that could fall out. I looked at the Giants being the sorry sack franchise that they are, and I said the Packers <laughs> are going to take the, over their spot. Um, they did, and also I also thought the Seahawks were going to go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, one for two. One for two. Um, but we thought that would be the best case scenario if, ever, if everything broke right. I don't know how – I think it will take a long time to really kind of – understand how the Packers got here and Jordan love just getting better kind of is the biggest reason like that. He is the season. He was the reason mm-hmm. who all the way to 11. <laughs> but for me, like I, I, again, we, we went through so many different things. There were guys hurt left and right. We went to the, we went through the injury report the other day, 21, 25, 20, 20, I think there's 21 guys, yeah, 21 yeah. guys, they're at least like had some injury designation. They did not have Aaron Jones for nearly half the year, even in games that he was playing. Christian Watson, the guy that we thought was going to be the leading wide receiver, he's not. He was a non-factor outside of like two weeks, really. Yep. And yet, it's still they. It comes out of the last game and they make the playoffs. Like the script to how the Packers somehow were a, a top five lottery team. I'm just always going to call it lottery, just basketball brain. Yeah. Top five, like, lottery team at, like, week, the uh, of the first third of the year. Yeah. 
to we were looking at, at tankathon and, and mocks on pff <laughs> yes we were like yeah, okay yep. we're used to, we haven't been used to this before but we'll get used to it now yep and it doesn't matter like they, they just the amount of like we're in we're out we're in we're out we're in we're out i and to have it like go in a very kind of normal way but again it could have easily i'm looking at like just the raw yardage the Bears had 192 total yards today. Yeah. It wasn't 4.2 yards per play. The Packers had 7.2 <laughs> yards per play. Like, I I think the one thing that I knew with their offense, like, we talked a lot about the streak and how they're a different team. The thing for me with, like, Justin Fields is, like, he's not, like, he's not a revolutionary or, or that much different to what he was doing. It was right. just that they're winning. And pretty much. Teams. Well, the, their defense got yeah, significantly their defense got significantly better. And they had yes. and they played a, a schedule towards the end of the season that allowed them to to have a chance to win some of those games. But like I don't think I think one of the bigger the bigger things today is that Montez Sweat was almost a non factor. Like he got he got through on that one Aaron Jones rush for for negative yard here at the goal line. And that's what blew it up. But other than that, dude, I don't remember hearing his name called once. Like he was a non-factor. So shout out the that line. Like Jordan Love was protected so well today. I remember him getting sacked once on like the he got grabbed by like a single arm of a D tackle. And like yep. other than that, it was just like he was standing up all day long. Yep. Two uh three tackles, two solo for Montes, went one tackle for loss. Outside of them uh Tony Romo and Jim, Jim Nance talking about the, the Tez effect. <laughs> um he was really a non-factor yeah you're right i mean this is another another performance where the offense is clicking on Donald cylinders the run game and passing game are equally complementary to each other mm-hmm. the offensive line did their job like it they finished strong even with all the the injuries that they were facing too at various points in, in this year so yeah the offense i mean i i am so overjoyed with just how Things came together for that side of side of the ball for them. Yeah, I think we have to move on to the new wide receiver one. The new wide receiver one, and that is Jaden Reed. That, that is Jaden Reed. Oh, four catches, one hundred and twelve yards. We can have the discussion about the real wide receiver one in like six months. No, I think you're. I think you're correct. But four catches, one hundred twelve yards. The biggest one on the the needed drive. Where they needed to go down and score and get some sort of points, fifty nine yards on a wonderful route and catch and run, like just beautiful. I I, I post on Twitter, I posted the Discord. What what a great time to absolutely don this jersey. I'm just I got it yesterday. I'm just oh, it's beautiful jersey. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Bring it in. That's right. Bring it in. It's good luck now. Beat the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> but like he four catches on four targets, not a single drop, and just. Again, beautiful, beautiful day from from Jaden Reed, um, and shows that he doesn't need all the targets to be effective. If you take out his fifty nine yards, he still has sixty yards of offense on three catches. Like that's pretty efficient. And um, like you said, just ugh, it, it's so good to see these rookies um, compete and these rookies do so much to develop for the rest of the team. This is uh, Jacob Morley with with the tweet uh, just recently. Keep going back to the Jaden Reed quote after the Atlanta loss. Quote, let it build us, not break us. End quote. We were only beginning to learn what type of player slash leader he was at that point, but it's secrets out now. 
like that that's a fire fire quote in hindsight like oh man it's just it just feels so good to have the leadership come from everybody and not sole individuals like this is a team that i think rallies around each other we talked about that in the preview where bull mountain said that uh jordan love has been hosting the the film rooms at his house every monday like this team i think is has is pretty tightly woven and that they really helped in a game like today where they weren't the most efficient on offense in general. Like they obviously left points on the board with the Anders miss kick and then the end of half kerfuffle and then the fumble, but like it never, they never really got rattled. They just kept grinding away on offense and they kept at it until ultimately the clock hits zero and the Packers in the playoffs. Yes. I thought he really, his ability to make plays after the point of like catching um, or yak, the yak machine, I mean, that was on the big game-breaking open play. That was, how many yards was it? 70-something? Jaden Reed's? 59 It was like 59 yards? That yeah. felt like more. It felt like more, <laughs> but yeah, only 59. Um, still, like, he just, that's that's what he does. Like, he is so, it's not just, like, the fact that he's so, like, you can use him in so many different ways. It's that he's a real, like, for someone that's really kind of, he's obviously small. He gets through guys and he, like, it really well. It doesn't matter if you, <laughs> if you get like context on him right as he catches the ball, like, he can extend plays. And obviously, like, when you have an open field like that and follow your blocker, you're going to get there. But Jay Ree was spectacular. Don Tavian Wicks, again, that he is something, something, something to behold. <laughs> the first touchdown was insane like it's a red zone opportunity it's a short yard like super short yardage you know play mm-hmm. you think that the pair the bears are going to pressure guys up for him it does not matter he nope. can just shake guys loose he had his defender on skates like going backwards like ah like that kind of like <laughs> you know i am not at all able to play make a play on this uh on this throw and that's just what he does like it, it's this is not normal to have for all the for all the things that we have heard so many years. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has only thrown four touchdowns to first round picks or that were wide receivers or tight ends or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter with this team. And it's gonna change over time. But I can't you're the wide receivers that we were talking about, like leading this team. Christian Watson is a second round pick. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not for lack of talent. That he's not playing or anything like that. Same with Romeo Dobbs, even though his hands. Can you catch? <laughs> Come on! Like I'm just, uh, I'm fired up about that play even more. But between Wicks and uh, Reed, Bo Melton making plays. Obviously, he had the touchdown that was all over his body that he was just like trying to <laughs> leverage in every single way. But those guys really carried them home down the stretch, and today was just so. Uh, so great. So great. Just really good vibes all around all day long today. But yeah, Dontavian Wicks, like between him and Jaden Reed, that's a pretty solid one too. That's a pretty solid one too headed into next year. Can't wait for him to see to see them continue to develop. Like Wicks just reminds me so much of every elite receiver and how he runs his routes and how good his footwork is. Like that's the kind of stuff that is that makes for a really good receiver is just his exact build. And his exact, like I guess, way of playing the game essentially, like it's, it stands out a whole hell of a lot. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who else should we uh, talk about on offense? Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, we gave out. I'll here. Actually, I missed this. I, I sent this to you earlier. Bo B. Uh, Melton. Sorry. Bo, Bo <laughs> Mel, Go Melton. You had your wicks burning with your candle, and it's melting right in front of my eyes. Because Bo Melton, sorry. Um, courtesy of NFL next-gen stats, Jordan Love completed a career-high plus 13.2% of his passes overexpected in the Packers' Week 18 victory. He completed all seven of his play-action passes for 116 yards and a touchdown. He has thrown a league-high 912 yards off of play-action since Week 9. Week nine. Wow. Yeah. That's quite something. He's quite something. Um, Just just presented without comment. That's all there is. I guess for audio listeners. This is from Peter Bukowski. Jordan Love going over 4,000 yards in his first season against the Bears. When a Chicago QB has never done that is pretty fun. As Peter recommends, 10 out of 10. I mean, I agree. Just just, uh, showing up that the Bears, that they... uh, have no chance in ever drafting a quarterback that will that will lead them to four thousand yards. Maybe it's Caleb Williams next season. Maybe they screw around and keep Justin Fields. Who knows? But all I know is that the Bears, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The Packers have nope. a great quarterback is now again for what the almost thirtieth straight year. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it's I th- it's going it's, over it's, thirty. It's thirty this year. It's over 30 because Favre would have been 92. 92? I thought it was 94. So, yeah, that's over 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. That is uh, that is great. Alrighty, Should we go talk about... Yep, I think we got to talk about the defense, frankly. Like, I, guess we before, we, I guess before we get to the defense, Bo Melton, great. Awesome stuff. Like He really obviously shows up. Tucker Craft, same thing. Some rookie moments, but that we'll we'll let it <laughs> we'll let it slide for this week. Hopefully, it gets better next year. Um, 
Luke Musgrave, I think, falls like 22 yards shy of breaking um, Baba Franks' all-time rookie tight end record for yards. Which, if he plays the last six weeks with a lacerated kidney, he probably breaks it. But obviously, better to not, better to be healthy than do that. Um, but yeah, just awesome stuff on the from the offense. Um, worth noting that besides Bull Melton, Aaron Jones was the only running back to get a touch today. Patrick Taylor didn't touch it, and neither did Emmanuel Wilson. Which makes sense. It makes sense. I believe I, I also saw career high touches for Aaron Jones today. Twenty two. That sounds about right. I want to be able to tell he, you if you pair that with his five catches, so twenty-seven. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean that that tracks. That's a lot. That's a lot for, again, your best player on offense coming into the year. I'm I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to talk about um, on offense or on defense? Because I oh think, my god, I think first and foremost we have to give all the props to the D line. They had uh, five sacks today, which is yeah. absolutely crazy. I, I think I'm going to start with Flowers being given to Preston Smith. He was getting home so often today and so often throughout the year. Like He was a a steady force throughout the year to ensure that the pass rush was never totally just like gone. And I think it was in the third quarter when Quay and company got that sack that the reason they got it was Preston Smith tripped him up and yep. made him stumble into that sack. If he doesn't trip First him up... First point of contact. Right. If he doesn't trip him up, he probably scrambles for a first down or some sort of yards. I'm just, I'm really thrilled that he got to stick around um, after last season and continue to be the veteran that he is on um, on defense. He doesn't actually he doesn't actually register a sack, but two tackles and his his uh, presence was felt all day long. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, let's I'll run through the the guys that had sacks today, credited sacks: Quay Walker, Carl Brooks. We'll get into him later. Lucas Van Ness, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, five guys that hit sacks. To your credit, like, President Smith is not, he doesn't fall in this category. He was a huge reason why they had gotten all over just fields. Bears offensive line that was really banged up going into the game. They had a a guard go out, too. Yes, they did, yeah. Um, Between President Smith... Gary had some good plays, even with the you know offseason or off, offseason offsides call. Yep. Um, Carl Brooks for me was the immediate impact. It oh yeah. On the opening drive, he snipped out. Um, was it a, a just it feels like kind of scramble? Play? I think it was. Yeah, I think I do know what you're referencing. It was some kind of like RPO kind of thing, and he immediately yep. jumped on it. Yep, that's it. Was a, like yep. a shoe a shoestring tackle kind of thing. Then later in the game gets a sack. I, I just think again, we know the talent that's up front. We know like if you put everything together, I think like everybody had a moment. Like mm-hmm. again, between Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, guys that didn't have sacks, they were still creating enough pressure that like it didn't matter in my eyes. No. Lucas Van Ness came out of this game like like a cannon. He was yep. everywhere. And that was huge. I think he, of, he registered the first sack. I think he was the first one to get home. Yes. He was huge in setting the tone. Carl Brooks combined with that too. Devontae Wyatt, really heck of a game from him. Oh, um, I'm so happy. Kenny, Kenny Clark came up with a big sack. Even King, like JJ Anabari, that guy is a really good run defender. Mm-hmm. And out mm-hmm. of like all the all of the the edge rushers that they have, like Lucas Van Ness, like may I don't I don't think there's enough tape to say like he's not doing it. 
when right. it's Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, he's just not as like fast as or explosive as the other edge rushers. JJ Anagbari, that he knows how to get guys down and get there like really fast. He's not blowing contain. Yeah. I'm really impressed with him. Like he just kind of falls in the cracks based on the other guys, you know, elevating themselves. But mm-hmm. I yeah, everybody on the front really had a moment today. And it that's that's all they needed to really disrupt this Bears team and hold them to three field goals. Yeah, it was absolutely great. Like I seeing Devontae Wyatt swallow up Justin Fields immediately, like in, early on in the game, I should say, was great. Just he has really like come on the last like six seven weeks. It was awesome mm-hmm. just to see him like finally get home and get a sack. Um, Kelp in the chat, absolutely. They lived in the backfield. It lived in the backfield. I think I think the final count was ten negative plays for the Bears. Jesus, <laughs> oh my word! Like I'm looking. I mean, we could count it up too. Attackers for loss. I, I see one. Yeah, it is three, ten. Yeah, four, it is five, ten. Six, ten. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's definitely worth noting that. Every single player was getting in the backfield. Like there was absolute dominance across across the way. And I'm gonna be curious about pressures from PFF uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. or whenever they come out because <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of them. What, let's let's let me see how many times uh, Justin Fields had 16 um, passing attempts, and I'll be curious as to how many of those he was pressured on because I'm pretty sure it was like 14 of them. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely believe that. Yeah, because he definitely escapes them where he definitely where he shouldn't have been, be able to to escape. But that's just his how he operates. He's really good at obviously escaping the pocket, and he did so. So, but yeah, you talked about it. Um, Preston Smith, like you said, JJ Anabari having a really good year. Um, run defending. I mean, they have something in Carl Brooks, man. I, I we should I ought to look at his season stats. Like that's got to be that's be something to behold here pretty quickly. Two two tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. I I I think again we it's added to the list of of rookies or undrafted guys. The the stat that's going around that's everybody's seen plenty is the fifth youngest playoff team since nineteen seventy seven, I believe. Like mm-hmm. there's been so many moments where the Jada Reeds, the Dontavian Wicks, especially as the season has evolved. Those guys will get plenty of shine, but between those two, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, it was great to see him play again after having a last rate kidney, and we acted like it was nothing, but he came back. Um, uh, Lucas Van Ness, literally almost everybody that they drafted this year that was still on the team, so sorry, Lou Nichols and Grant DeBose, even though he got elevated from the practice squad today, but was inactive. Right. Everybody had a moment. Like, again, mm-hmm. and... They're starting a seventh-round cornerback <laughs> who's facing against DJ Moore. Carrington Valentine had a huge pass breakup to save a, yep. a touchdown Absolutely. on Cole Komet, too. Yep. So, like, that – it's not going to always hold. Everybody's going to be on different paths yeah. as their career unfolds. But for this one season, to make the playoffs with however many guys that could go through that class, on top of Malik Keith, Bo Melton, uh Ben Sims, you know, he didn't really, he was, you know, a silent right. partner. Right. Um, again, like, that's that's a huge win. That's a huge win for this, for Brian Gutekunst especially, but just for the Packers as a whole. Mm-hmm. 
Carl Brooks has uh, three sacks on the year, 10 tackles. Colby Wooden has half a sack with nine tackles. And Lucas Van Ness has three sacks with 22 tackles. So if you think about it as a guy, or as uh, as three guys who weren't going to be starting, and as a group of guys who were going to be mixed in throughout the year, because you, across the line you had Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt fixing their, like, as, as fixed options across the line. And they would get mixed in um, due to injuries or due to just, like, rest plays and whatnot. That's pretty darn good. Like, obviously they played, and it's like they had snaps where they didn't do anything. That's obviously that's going to happen. But, I mean, six and a half sacks from three rookie guys is pretty good on the season to go with your all-pro, I guess, should be all-pro edge rusher in Rashawn Gary and your veteran edge rusher in Preston Smith. Like, credit where credit is due. The, the pass rushing unit of this Packers defense was there all year long. Like I, yep. I, I harped on them plenty to get home more often than they did, but they had a lot of sacks this year and provided a lot of pressure. And so here's to hoping they can continue to develop on that and become a real, real force um, in the NFL, getting to quarterbacks and just making their lives absolute hell. I'm going to vamp for a second because I want to see how many sacks. I believe they had five in that Tampa game. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, um, what are you looking for? Yeah, they tied their season high with the Tampa game. Mm, got it, got it, got it. So yeah, like to your point, we have we know what this team is capable of up front on the edge. Even Quay Walker, like the last couple of weeks of, of utilizing Clay Walker, Clay Quay Walker as a center <laughs> has been huge. Like just to like throw them off. Like that is. That is the fate of a Joe Barry is that he he knows he knows what can really disrupt opposing offenses. And we're talking about how we're talking about going against Nick Mullins and the Vikings versus uh Justin Fields and the Bears. Apparently is a lot different than Bryce Young and the and the Panthers or, the, or Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. But if you utilize those things over time and utilize the, the skill sets of all these players, that is where they can really, really screw crap up um i just had to clean up my language there. <laughs> but i think that for me is it it's again it was such a collective performance that like yeah you can't single out one person because everybody just had their shine mm-hmm. yeah ab- absolutely absolutely and it's just so good to see them all do their part and they are only so young they're just uh john said it in, in the in the chat but no, no one's working anymore at this point. People are showing you if they have it or not. And a lot of these yep. guys have it. A lot of these guys have it. Um, again, presented... Uh, oop, I'm on the, the wrong tab here. But presented with out comment. can barely see it. But, oop, you can't even see it. Since 1992, the Packers are 50 and 15 against the Bears. And just a little extra bit here. <laughs> 50 go. and 15, Jordan. Imagine having 65 chances, give or take, to beat your biggest rival in your entire existence. And over 30 years, 32 years now, you've only done it 15 times. I couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, honestly. Could not be <laughs> me. Um, yeah, but like you had uh, mentioned earlier, shout out to Carrington Valentine, too. Like, he had a really good end of the stretch of his season to 
lock up a lot of good receivers and somehow, some way, through it all, prove that he is probably capable of a starting cornerback position in the NFL, uh, grabbing these guys and just holding them down to pretty minuscule yards. I think, like, DJ Moore, I think, had, like, 64-ish yards today. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Double-check. Yeah, 64. Yeah, and right on the money. 33 of that came from a failed handoff and zone from Jair to Quay. Like, he had nothing yep. even to do with it. And so it was just an awesome day. This is a great day by the defense in general, only holding them to, to three points, or to nine points, three field goals. When they were in the red zone, uh, plenty, to, to, to be frank. And so just, just really good. And, yeah, Ben said it, too, better than Stokes at this point. Like, Eric Stokes getting hurt sucks. And it, it stinks, and hopefully we know more about his injury and how that'll go for his future. But man alive, it, it, if Jair is around next year, and if Carrington, Carrington Valentine will be, we'll have a pretty yeah. good corner there. Pretty good corner as he continues to develop. And shout out Goody for finding a guy and making him, like, even Corey Valentine too. Like a guy you pull in and, and camp and just turns up to be playing just fine, kind of similar to how Razul did, kind of similar to how Devondre Campbell did. And just finding these guys that are end of roster players from rest of the NFL and somehow, some way making them into serviceable NFL players or just replacing level players to where they can be good in a pinch. And I thought too, like Jair is kind of the I was very worried about what we would see from him today. Um wasn't exclusively on DJ Moore a lot of the time, but I believe had a one pass breakup in the end zone. I think it even should have been an interception. I think he was kicking himself for for that too. Absolutely was. If he's if he's playing if he's playing more like that, where the Carolina game, obviously there are other things that stole the show with that, but he was just a net negative. Today was a net neutral, if not a net positive. Like that, that's all you want to see from mm-hmm. him. It's been a lost season for him. He still has time to reclaim or rewrite how this story goes for this Packers team in his own way. So yeah, I, again it. It evolved, or it, it trickled on beyond the front line and like Quay Walker. It was really good to see Devondre Campbell back out there too. Um, I thought he did a decent game, um, or de- had a decent game. Again, I don't think there's anybody that really kind of stood up for the wrong reasons. Jonathan Owens almost did. Yeah, that uh, late hit on the sliding on a sliding Just Fields, who they had to take out of the game. Two, it, two, three uh, plays later, mind you. Two, three plays <laughs> later, then comes back in after one play of Nathan Peterman. Where I was like, that guy's going to throw a pick. He's going to throw a pick, is he? He's going to throw it. He does. He does it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was really dicey. Uh, I, t- I would have. I mean, I would have understood if they had called that a flag. But oh yeah, this is not a very penalized game to begin with. So uh, yeah, they let him play. They let him play. Um, bouncing back and forth again. This is from Aaron Nagler saying that LaFleur just said that Reed isn't part of the progression in this play. That was just Jordan being Jordan, he says. This is the play, the 59-yard catch where Jaden Reed was best, up the side, up the sideline. His and, best throw of the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was an absolute just dr- drop in the bucket to, to Jaden Reed. And it, well, he wasn't even supposed to throw it there. He wasn't part of the, the play. Oh, man. What to a... Hold- to hold the ball, I think that play is kind of the snapshot of how different things are with Jordan Love. Yes, if he he was wide, he's scrambling out, 
he knows where that route is going to go. He knows where that that um, defender is going to sag off. He would have either thrown that right away, or it's how much touch do you put on the ball? Right. Like, is he throwing it to lead into him, or is it, you know that kind of thing? <laughs> to see how that play is today, yeah, is just crazy good. I crazy think good. I like looking at the play. There was a guy going underneath Jaden Reed there, but I think that's just a great. I don't want to say play design, but a great play from Jaden Reed too to get open, even though he wasn't even part part of the progression. Like that's a that's a a ball knower per se to go ball knower. Th- just to know that if the play is coming this way, like I, it was clearly a play designed to the left. Why not get open if you're going to be over there? And he did exactly that. So man, that just just a cool play in general. Just a really cool play. Um, but like Quay had a good day too. He was all over the place. He had a sack. Um, couple tackles as well. They had like a, they they're like kind of spying, um, Justin Fields all day. I will say, and I hate to do this, simply hate to do this. Joe Barry schemed up a good a good defensive plan today, rushing five and blocking all the the holes for Justin Fields to escape escape to, because if you limit Justin Fields' ability to escape the pocket and to scramble for yards and and keep plays alive, you really limit his offense, and that's exactly what we saw. Eleven for sixteen. Uh, I gotta get back to the actual box score. Eleven for sixteen, one hundred and forty-eight yards throwing, and he only had twenty-seven yards on the ground. Like that's just holding their their quarterback to his absolute limit. Like it's just that's just kind of the average we've seen Justin Fields play against the Bears for. So, man, like the defense, they, I've, I'm not excited to see how this season ends regarding Joe Barry because it's trending the wrong way, but. You have to give credit where credit is due. And the last two weeks, he had schemed up a pretty good defense against the Vikings and the Bears. But I, I will say, we talked about this before. Joe Barry seemingly does amazing against his in-division opponents and horrendous against everybody else. So take that with a grain of salt, Matt LaFleur, I beg of you. <laughs> um, third fewest rushing yards for Justin Fields this year in a game. Um, not for nothing. Um, Happy by me. I think that, yes, exactly. I think again, Joe Barry could easily his. Everybody's waiting for the the um, epitaph to be written, the obituary of of his time in Green Bay. I don't think. I think if they go out against Dallas and and the defense looks incredibly putrid, I don't think. I think we know how the story's going to end. The thing that is always going to be frustrating, no matter what continues if he's if he's be here beyond this year or not it's that they have had moments to do this they've to you know the necessity is the mother of invention or reinvention whatever you want to call it to just do things differently game plan it up and again this is a young team how they game plan we don't know we won't know until the actual game unfolds but for those guys to enact the game plan and play to their strengths and play to the best of their abilities, it's all it can all go away as we've seen. <laughs> to me, what is frustrating is that you again they have played playoff games the last couple of weeks to get to the point where they are now in the playoffs. And it took Joe Barry to one survive the onslaught of the Carolina Panthers, who did not score a single touchdown since play the Packers. God, I hate that. I hate yes. that so much. So that's that's the thing. So you have that, but then you also have oh, you 
blanked pretty much the the Vikings against two quarterbacks for them, and then Justin Fields. Like we know the level of of quarterbacks that they have faced all year long. Tommy DeVito almost broke this team. Tommy DeVito. I will never forget that name, and I want you to not forget that either. But that's why I think everything is still like we can credit Joe per- Joe Barry for everything he, you know, schemed up throughout the week, the last couple of weeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It still might not make a difference, but at no. this point, I don't really care. <laughs> no, I think it... I will. I probably will care if they, you know, bounce out against Dallas and they, we know immediately that he's going to be retained or not or extended because technically his contract is out. Yeah, so it would have to be, you know, he had to be rehired somewhere. Right. Yes. So yeah, that's, that that's a, a problem for another time. Exactly. But he did his job the last couple of weeks and credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 that's all we could ask for is that he didn't see the writing on the wall and that he just kept putting together good game plans to get us to the playoffs, honestly. And again, credit where credit is due. He did exactly that. Yep. Oh man. I'm just so, I'm so amped. I'm so happy. Like my prediction from the beginning of the year that if we won one game and it was against the Bears and lost the rest of them, I'd be happy. Nope. We got even more than that. We beat them twice. We made the playoffs. Oh, just a, a wonderful game. Um, sometime soon we'll have to talk about your boy. <laughs> no, let's do it. <laughs> he has to learn to hit from, from the middle of the field, like the middle the middle range. You've got to learn to hit from the left hash mark because I feel like any field goal that he's had there has been yeah danger zone. Danger zone. And it's just like, if you can hit from close and hit from far, that's fine. But nine times out of ten, you're just going to have 35 to 50-yard field goals. Not everything is going to be 60. Not everything is going to be 20. Especially with Matt LaFleur at the helm calling plays and making a decision whether to go for it on fourth down or not. And so a fine rookie year, he missed a lot of of those extra points and some of those chip shots from 40 that you think would be surely automatic in today's NFL. But hopefully he can continue to develop in the off season. Once that, once that time comes, because he's still got to make some, some kicks next week in Dallas and leaving points on the table against this Cowboys offense will be a mistake. Yes. Um, My biggest worry, and it was kind of coming to fruition was the, po- the Packers are leaving points on the table. Anders Carlson obviously contributed to that by missing the field goal on the open. Oop. Mike, 
You cut out. I don't know what happened. He was not the person I was most uh, infuriated with on the drive. Romeo Dobbs just catch the ball. It solves itself. Yeah. Um, but my biggest worry as this game progressed was, okay, the offense isn't getting the end zone, or they're not separating themselves enough to the Bears are in the game, theoretically. And we kind of saw it happen where, okay, it's 14 to nine. You just want to put points on the board. Right. And they get down, I believe, I, I forget, it was definitely in the red zone. They don't punch it. Oh, it was the Bo Melton yep. non touchdown. Yep. And I'm just thinking, I'm looking at Andres Carlson lineup for, I believe, is like a 25 yard field goal. Yeah. Like, that's not even a field goal. <laughs> no. That's not even an extra point. <laughs> and I'm just like, this could really go badly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's that's the it credits him for making it. I know people won't give him credit for making a twenty-five yard field goal, but I, I that is he he can definitely get better. But I I don't know I I I don't know if it's necessarily you don't want to him to be the 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 featured role, right? But the offense kind of put him in a position where hey, you have to make these kicks, <laughs> and uh, you know, one for two ain't bad, I guess. It's actually pretty bad. I mean, you're going to say two out of three ain't bad and channel your inner meatloaf? Is that how, that, how that's going to go? I was trying to make that, you know. We almost got there. We almost yeah. got there. Um, but like yeah. bad out of hell. <laughs> um, I think this is a, a very funny Jane Reed thing. Like, it's all it's all this great vibes right now. Um, Jane Reed on his 59-yard catch and run in the fourth quarter. Quote, I felt slow on that play, end quote. Reed said he did 10 push-ups when he got back to the sideline because he he felt he got caught and didn't score. <laughs> oh. oh, It's just good. It's just good vibes all around, man. All right. Anything else besides just fist pumping in the playoffs, baby? That's all. That's all we're, we're looking at right now. This is, this is all I wanted. Like, I, I we will be in... We want to see the Packers win. Mm-hmm. But... The playoffs, like, it's never been easier to make the playoffs. Yep. Especially the NFC, where it's a lot of parody. It's a lot of jumble. <laughs> the NFC South should be relegated from this entire picture. The what? Arthur Smith, the NFC South. I thought it said AFC, sorry. Yeah, the NFC South. No, no, no. The, the Arthur Smith went out with a bang if he's no longer the coach of the Falcons. I, did, ass. I did see Nepo that he, baby. Uh, I did see that he uh, had a, some exchange of words with Dennis Allen. Yes, Which, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, lose with some grace, but yeah, maybe FedEx can ship all of his stuff for free back to his house from the Falcons, uh, exactly. the Falcons Stadium. Exactly. <laughs> but the the playoffs were a checkpoint for this young Packers team to somehow exercise demons, and they faced a lot of criticism. We targeted it, probably everybody on the roster at some point, mm-hmm. when they, especially when things are really doom and gloom, two and six, um, and or two and five, whatever it was. It was not great. Yeah, I think, they, um, I think it was two and six. And again, this <laughs> it they there's a lot of problems that are to be solved as things get better and better. Like the the standard that you that you have to meet gets higher and higher, and expectations grow and grow, and that that's not easy. But we all knew coming into this year, whether we wanted them to win or not at various points of the year, is that this is a fun, free-flowing – it's never going to be more fun and, like, loose 
that it is right now in this moment oh, yeah. where the Packers are so young, they don't know anything else but to play. And there's a lot of things that these guys can get better with time and as they get more experience. But to make the playoffs in this first year of, of really of, of a rebuild, as much as that was a controversy, like, you know, however many months ago that was during the offseason, that's that's an insane achievement all across the board to everybody, both players, coaches, Brian Gutekunst, front office, Mark Murphy up in there, Curly Lamba, wherever he is in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so great that the the Packers um did this in in with everything you know targeted towards them because it's been a long time coming, especially for Jordan Love. I see a lot of a lot of people talking about draft night and and the decision to even draft him in the first place. Yep. Tonight doesn't necessarily vindicate that. No. I would say because it that that is what it is with you know drafting a, a quarterback for that's an heir apparent to a, arguably the greatest Packer of all time. Mm-hmm. But it does feel really really good that no this is how we thought it would be. This is how we thought it would be. And it's it's not I have always looked at that decision as a net positive for you're never look at all the other teams in your division alone mm-hmm. that have had so much instability at the quarterback position that have changed over guys. We can even look at this year. This year. The yeah. Vikings had so many freaking quarterbacks. They started four quarterbacks. They, they started four quarterbacks. They drafted one of them this year. They traded and extended Kirk Cousins, who's obviously their best option, and got better. Like as much as he attracts jokes, he's not the best quarterback. Yeah, but yeah, t- they had a plan. They put it into place eventually, and they reap the rewards. That is sowing and reaping. We love to see it. We truly love yes, to see it. Do. But I'm right there with you. Like it really is to bring it full circle from how we started the pod. Just the expectations of wanting to this wanting to see how this season went. Basically, this season being gravy. Are they good? Are they not? Is Jordan Love the quarterback of the future? Is he not? Like, how does Aaron Jones continue to age? Like, do, do Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs make leaps? Like, how do the rookies uh, develop? Like, we saw answers to a lot of those questions, and for almost all of them, they were all positive. And it was just such an uplifting last stretch of the season, despite the frustrating losses to um, the Giants and the Buccaneers. It was just really a roller coaster of a year that was fun to follow along with, right? Like, we had fun this yes. season, and we're still having fun as we go into the playoffs. Um, just watching this team play and compete, like, there was so many times where they should have won the game. Like, there's, what, the, um, the Falcons game, they should have won the Steelers game, they should have won uh, the Giants game, they should have won the... The Bucks game, they were all close. Like, no, like no, there was never really a big blowout loss that they had. That they like, besides like what the Lions was their only huge blowout that they that they for sure were meant to lose. And other than that, like even like the Raiders game, that wasn't close, or that that was close. But the Lions game was the only one that ever felt like out of reach from from the get-go. Buccaneers, honestly, too. Like that again, being at the game, like that that fourth quarter, they were fighting for something, but it was still they lost by two scores. Right. I don't know. It just it was it just feels so good to see this team reach its potential. I shouldn't say reach its potential. See its potential throughout the year and get to that place where they can mark a success. Like yep. without a doubt, this is a successful season for the Green Bay Packers because 
it just is. They make the playoffs. They sneak into the seventh seed in the in the wild card, or the set. They sneak into the wild card as the seventh seed, controlling their own destiny and doing what they couldn't do last year. So, looking ahead briefly, matchup against the Cowboys, who have been on a tear as of late, go into Dallas to face Big McCarthy, Big Mac McCarthy and the boys. We'll see. Like, does the the lineage of Packers quarterbacks continue to Jordan Love as guys who also own the Cowboys? Because if there's one, th- if, I guess if there's two things that Rodgers is known for in opponents, I guess arguments that he beats the Bears, is that he beats the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and the Packers as of late too. Like I can't remember the last time the Packers lost to the Cowboys. Like. It had to have been pre Matt Flynn comeback season, and I don't know when the last time that was. Because you had, you had that you had that Matt Flynn game. Then you had that same season, I believe, was Des caught it, but didn't. I think that was that game. And then Packers went down. I think in the playoffs a different time and beat them, um, as Mason Crosby hit the last second field goal. Um, two thousand sixteen. Was thirty to sixteen Cowboys. It was the same season that the Packers eventually won against the Cowboys in AT and T Stadium. Uh, the Jared Cook throw. Gotcha. You know, so I, I that missed one. that. I missed that regular season game. Or I missed it, but yes. forgot about it. Regardless, it's been successful against the Cowboys. So we'll see. We'll have all of that information for you on Thursday in that preview pod, though. Um, before we do outros, Jordan, anything else, buddy? I'm just very happy. I'm very happy. Again, things will change as as the week goes on, but this alone is a celebratory achievement for this Packers team. Yep. It has eventually turned into one of the more fun Packers seasons that I can remember, as much as it has been frustrating. Um, We knew that there was something good within this team, and eventually it it showed itself, obviously in the biggest way possible by, you know, the heir apparent becoming the starting quarterback of the future. But again, this is uh, to get to this point, especially given how this season was and everything that they faced and not having your best players on a week to week basis, sometimes even during games, it didn't matter. They got there and that alone is, is, is worthy to celebrate. Now it could easily end in heartbreak you don't want to have the right end, right? They get to they get to play a fun role of being the spoiler. Mm-hmm. No one, all the pressure is on the Cowboys. All the pressure is on the Cowboys. Even Michael Parsons, I believe I saw a quote that he's he's done with lessons being learned. He wants to win. Right. Michael Parsons, I believe, is a second year pro. <laughs> I think he's third, but yeah, <laughs> third. He's on his rookie contract. Yes, he is. Regardless of what it is. So he is alone setting the tone of Cowboys can't screw it up this time. No. Yeah, I mean, so now with that in mind and with this Packers team playing the best that they have more, most consistently, Jordan Love, he's, he's not just figuring things out. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. That's right. And a good supporting cast of guys that can really, really um, disrupt the day. Dan Quinn is going to be a guy that, will be on their mind for you know all this week and mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see how this Packers team responds to be in the playoffs. And you can find all of our thoughts on the Cowboys at yeah, on this channel. If you click the subscribe button, 
right down below. We will release the episode on Friday uh, before the, the the game. It'll be it'll be exciting. Do we get a time for it yet, Jordan? Do you know? We do not. I believe that is probably not going to come until oh, until the Bills the, Dolphins game is done. Bills Dolphins game is done. That makes sense. That, that makes know. sense. So it might be on Thursday, depending on if the Packers play on Saturday or not. We will have to figure that out one way or the other. But you'll be getting a preview pod in this YouTube video feed, I guess. If you click the, click the subscribe button down below, you can find us on Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Subscribe to us on Twitter, or I guess follow us on Twitter, at New Mac is known at Jordan Tresky. You can go to gspn.info to check out all of the Eurostep Podcast Network podcasts, including Bucks, Brewers, um, obviously this one, and then Make Time for This, which is Adam and Andrew's uh, movie podcast and pop culture podcast so check that out there thanks again for everyone tuning in go packers couldn't be happy to celebrate this win and uh we'll talk to you guys soon